Okay, let's talk about hay fever and spring allergies. So spring has already come. So I guess if you suffer from hay fever, your symptoms are already in full swing. So we need some quick relief on, on one on the one on one hand some treatment for symptomatic relief but also as always of course we have to treat the underlying cause so we're going to talk about both of this um, even if of course if you start today to treat the underlying cause it's only going to help you next year for next year's hay fever season but at least you get started and of course we're also going to talk about the more short-term approach to give you more immediate relief so Let's dig into the weeds. Okay, so now that you have carefully listened to my Vata Pitta Kapha episodes, <laughs> that's great. That's setting the base uh, to talk about spring allergies a bit more from the Ayurvedic perspective. It's very enlightening and interesting. So it gives us some insight how this all happens. Yeah, of course, spring is kind of a phase of transition when the climate changes and everything gets a bit more instable. Yeah, Vata is coming in, the Vata that always causes uh, or can cause a lot of bad stuff, the movement. And of course, winter is very cold and dry. Depends where you live. You know, we're not talking about actual spring that starts at a certain day of the year. We're actually more looking at those climatic changes. So this can vary, of course, you know, maybe, yeah, you have early spring or late spring or you didn't have any of this cold and dry winter, but maybe a cold and wet winter. So you have to adapt this Vata Pitta Kapha thinking a bit to the actual climate and not to the calendar. Yeah, this is what it's about. But the the climate changes usually from being very cold and dry and then it gets slowly warmer. But usually spring is also still very cold and wet. Yeah, not as cold as winter. That is why instead of snow, we have rain and moisture and humidity in the air. So cold and wet, which dosha is that? Kapha, of course. Yeah. So that's when the mucus is running and we are, um, yeah, all this kind of watery eyes and, you know, the liquids and all this kapha mucus that has accumulated all winter long is then suddenly... And with a bit of this vata change and movement energy rushing in, uh, coming out, yeah, coming out of your nose and your eyes, literally, yeah, this is the pure kapha mucus that is coming out. But um, hay fever or yeah, allergies in this sense are not a pure kapha disorder. Let's say kapha imbalance. Of course, vata also speaks uh, spe um, plays like a big role. So kapha would be the sneezing or the kind of general pain and uh, and of course pitta is also in the mix yeah the inflammation the red eyes or uh, itchiness this would be more like the pitta symptoms the inflammation symptoms so we can observe all three doshas going out of balance in a acute hay fever attack or uh, situation so yeah we have to kind of balance all of these or choose our remedies a bit based on what are the actual symptoms that we are having yeah but usually you can have a huge amount of mucus and runny nose itchy eyes watery eyes and even like a scratch in your throat and then sometimes it turns into an outright cough and also the lungs get a bit involved usually you feel also really tired and fat fatigued and get lots of headaches and yeah just don't have the energy and um, yeah so it's a really a situation that doesn't affect only the respiratory tract but it affects kind of the whole person unfortunately 
So how would Ayurveda describe the cause of all of these problems? Yeah, so Ayurveda uh, wouldn't be surprised, of course, that uh, something happens in spring or any change of climate during the year, actually. So Ayurveda would always recommend kind of um, uh, eating lighter food for maybe two weeks, Yeah, maybe going on a very mild detox. Yeah, doesn't mean that you have to do outright fasting or anything, but um, kind of eat some lighter foods, maybe skip the meat and definitely skip dairy and sugar during this time uh, because yeah the body has to adapt to these climatic changes and this can already or not should in many cases pacify these overflow of the doshas and the overflow of the kapha and everything but of course yeah it's not uh, usually it's not done with some small changes and there are deeper issues at work yeah usually this is already uh, this is caused by kind of a lifetime of not eating well or slowly depleting our agni the digestive fire so the ayurvedic theory is uh, yeah we damage our agni from cold foods or the wrong foods so agni is nourished by uh, yeah warmer foods and easier to digest foods and of course all digestive remedy that we have already already talked about yeah like carminatives like the fennel and the ajwan and the black pepper and the cardamom and everything that would gently gently kindle this digestive fire the agni and increase it but yeah usually the opposite is happening that we damage our kind of digestive power we have less digestive juices and enzymes that we produce so our digestion suffers yeah and um, then undigested uh, particles or let's say two big particles get into the bloodstream and here it crosses over into actual signs so we know that this happens yeah we know that the gut can become more permeable and let things through that uh, it shouldn't let through and then of course our body is going to say hey wait what is that and is going to react to this and uh, sending like the full full-blown immune reaction that way uh, because it says hey no there's something in the blood that's not supposed to be there is this an invader or what is this yeah and if the body is in this kind of switched on immune reaction so this is an issue of boundaries yeah actual physical boundaries in our body yeah that uh, yeah what comes in what doesn't come in how is the body going to react to what comes in is it the appropriate response yeah and with allergies it's not an appropriate response so those harmless pollen from let's say a birch uh, tree yeah we have in europe here many of them and those are causing lots of the allergies but this might be ragweed pollen or you know any grasses and it's it's a lot from grasses and trees actually And so you inhale this and it ends up in the bloodstream and your body goes, hey, stop, what is this? And sends a full-blown immune response yeah, with all the histamine and, you know, all the symptoms that you actually experience uh, in hay fever are not uh, caused by this little pollen thing. Yeah, It's your body mounting this full immune response to something that should be harmless. Yeah, I mean, there is still the jury is a bit out. I have the... Uh, the And this is a bit just my idea from observation, but um, pollen allergies tend to be actually, you think like, okay, yeah, you are kind of allergic to nature. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is 
probably worse if you're on the countryside and if you're actually in nature. But pollen allergies can also be aggravated by being in the city. Yeah, especially here in Europe, we have many, many big cities with lots and lots of trees. And of course, these were planted at a time where nobody suffered from allergies. <laughs> yeah, so today in modern city planning, it's actually a consideration to don't plant these trees that many people are allergic to. Yeah, but of course, we have already many of these trees planted in rows, like really sometimes kilometers of them in, in bigger cities lining the roadsides. So those this pollen is kind of funneling in these uh, streets and concentrating in there because of course you have also high buildings on the sides which kind of concentrate this uh, the pollen in the streets and if you walk around in the city I have had many times yeah that allergies actually worsen in the city. But what I wanted to say, it could also be that it gets worse in the city because you have a higher amount of pollution. Of course, uh, with all the yeah the exhausts of the cars, they also concentrate in the roads, in the streets between those high buildings. And the pollution could, it is possible that the pollution is uh, being carried into your respiratory tract, kind of riding on the pollen, yeah, the pollen the pollution sticks to the uh, the pollen and then gets deeper into your lungs which of course additionally kind of irritates your uh, yeah your your lungs and your respiratory tract so allergies are unfortunately not only a problem if you live in nature or if you are in nature it can also be a problem and it is often and sometimes even a bigger problem if you live in the city so um Back to our Ayurvedic theory. So um, the Agni and digestion. So this is the core of the whole problem. Yeah, Ayurveda would describe it. Okay, if you have lower Agni and then you don't absorb your nutrients well on one hand. So you kind of lose your Ojas. This is how Ayurveda says it. So this is basically uh, a type of being not really optimally nourished and losing your, your essence and your vitality. Yeah, so yeah, ojas could be kind of translated to vitality. This would maybe maybe be a good uh, translation to kind of grasp what what this means. So you kind of slowly you lose your vitality, but by not absorbing your nutrients well. And on the other hand, problems with digestion also lead to this problem that uh, substances get into the bloodstream that shouldn't be there. Yeah, kind of not enough broken down particles of food, for example. Yeah, you're supposed to break down your proteins into amino acids before they get absorbed into the bloodstream. But what if you absorb the bigger proteins? Your body is going, no, this is not going to, this is not uh, supposed to be here. So I have to mount an immune response and a reaction to that to kind of neutralize this. Yeah, and then once the immune system is in this state of alert, and is yeah out of balance is kind of misguided let's say it causes all kinds of problems yeah this can go from uh, allergies to yeah of course food intolerances would be the most immediate thing that you could notice or autoimmune diseases have a similar uh, yeah kind of similar cause yeah the root cause is similar to 
to allergies. Yeah, it all has to do with a misguided immune system that goes haywire. Yeah. So this would be the long-term approach to treat your digestion, to take well care of your agni, of your digestive fire. We have talked about this a lot. So yeah, you take your carminatives, your digestive spices that help you digest your food better and see if you have the, the correct balance of fiber in your meals maybe take a fiber supplement see if digestion is in any way obstructed yeah if there's any hint of constipation or gas and bloating and yeah maybe taking kind of a mild digestive balancing formula like trifala for example so we come to some actual herbs now. So, but let's um, let's maybe first, uh, because of the urgency, and many of you might already be suffering from the acute hay fever symptoms. I want to come to the acute remedies first. I mean, it's really it's a very widespread issue. Yeah. So in in many European countries, for example, the antihistaminic um, pharmaceuticals that you would take to to treat the hay fever on a more yeah, conventional uh, level uh, are one of the most sold pharmaceuticals. Uh, they are like ranking number one, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe number one is actually thyroid medication, but number two is probably the antihistaminics. Yeah, so this is very widespread. Many people suffer from this. And unfortunately, many of these allergy suppressing medicines, yeah, we call them the antihistaminics, they cause you to be tired yeah i mean the allergy already causes you to be very fatigued and to to just yeah feel kind of exhausted and drained and then you take the allergy medication and maybe hopefully it helps you to sneeze a bit less and to have less itching in your eyes and in your nose and less runny nose and all that. But then you are also fatigued. So sometimes even worse from the pharmaceutical. So, yeah, it's difficult and sometimes it doesn't even really work. You know, I mean, then you take one pill or two a day and it doesn't actually work anymore if it's like full blown and really the weeds, um, the pollen are is in the air in a high concentration, then, yeah, it's it's even possible that it doesn't work. Yeah, and, you, know, you have to go to the next category of pharmaceuticals that are even, uh, yeah, stronger, but also have more side effects, like, like the cortisone or whatever. So, yeah, it's tricky. So, luckily, we have some herbs that are very effective. So, we have actually herbs that work in the same way as those pharmaceutical antihistaminics so they block histamine and we have for example the quercetin in nettle yeah nettle is a really good plant for hay fever and allergies uh, it contains a lot of quercetin and it's just tricky because you would have to process the nettle in a special way yeah if you just make a tea with boiling water the heat would destroy a lot of the quercetin if it's not already destroyed in the harvesting and drying process yeah if they harvest the nettle kind of pretty rough style you know just kind of mowing down the whole field and then leaving it in the sun to dry you know there's already a lot of influence from the sun on the nettle uh, that could degrade all the quercetin yeah and then the product you buy even if it's just the chopped up dried nettle could already be uh, yeah have very little quercetin in the end and this is what you need for the the allergies of course nettle does not only contain quercetin we also take it for other things so of course if you take the nettle tea as a diuretic or for um, your for the minerals that are in there you can still harvest the nettle in that way and make a long infusion or whatever so it depends for what we are using the nettles yeah i'm not saying 
um, yeah, it's not worth using nettle that has been dried in the sun or that you brew with hot water. But just in this case, as you would also want a high enough concentration of the quercetin, which the nettle has. But yeah, so if you can find fresh nettles and then... Uh, yeah, you can't make the, those into a soup. This would be also cooking and would um, imply some application of heat. But you could kind of freshly blend them up and make a juice or a smoothie. So don't worry about the stinging in that case. When you kind of process the nettles in any way, this could be just putting them into a blender. Of course, at that point, you would have to work with gloves to not get your hands stinged. But once you add some water and uh, yeah, liquefy it, in a blender and then strain it there is no problem actually of getting stung yeah you wouldn't have the problem on your tongue or when you drink the juice yeah so this would be the most natural form to use nettles of course you can also try to get like a really a quality that you trust is harvested carefully not being left out in the sun for too long and then maybe dried and ground up to a powder and then you could encapsulate this powder or just stir it into something take it by the tablespoon and stir it into some mushy food like some smoothie or something to just to get it down or encapsulate it and then you could take a nettle that way yeah or you could buy capsules now you, you get into the more processed uh, area so you could buy freeze-dried nettle this is actually available in capsules I know that at least in the US Canada I know it's available in Europe I haven't seen it honestly but um, yeah it is an option for some of you to buy the freeze-dried nettle in capsules and then um, this is even of course way more processed but I guess you're going to ask me for this recommendation after you have tried to juice the nettles and drink the juice and all that with, which um, yeah it's a lot of work and I can't promise anything about the taste and you would have to maybe even drink this several times a day yeah don't think like a little glass of nettle juice is going to do it you have to repeat these do this dose probably every four to six hours yeah or I mean you have to just drink as much as you need yeah start with the little and if it doesn't work you just have to up the dose or up the nettle juice in that in that case so yeah this can get a lot of work as you can imagine so then here's my next recommendation just to make it very easy for you of course we have also quercetin as a supplement in capsules available this is actually um, being made the quercetin is extracted out of scraps of onions from the fast food industry so yeah it's still a natural source and it's the extracted quercetin from actual onions so onions of course would also be a choice yeah you could also try to eat some i mean it's also really hard to get raw onion down yeah so if we talk about raw onion juice okay then you are really brave uh, but it would work, yeah, it would work really well for hay fever symptoms, I'm sure. Uh, it contains a lot of quercetin, yeah, onions, nettle, those are maybe one of the highest in quercetin-containing uh, plants that we have. So, but just to make it easier and more practical, quercetin in capsules as a supplement is totally fine. Yeah, you can combine it with the bromelain, which increases a bit the absorption, the effectivity of the quercetin. And also, yeah, let's just stay for a little second in the realm of the supplements uh, because 
actually also vitamin C, magnesium and B6 are really, really effective and very helpful Yeah, if you want to treat the hay fever symptoms like the sympt symptomatic, the symptomatic approach to it. Yeah, So any combination of the vitamin C, magnesium or B6, um, a, a specific combination yeah, for you would work. Yeah, So at a specific dose, this is going to work. Yeah, I mean, not maybe if you take only 500 milligram of vitamin C and then 300 of magnesium and then 50 milligram of B6. B6. This, these are the common doses. You know, if you would buy them in, in a supplement form, it would be like one capsule would more or less contain these amounts that I just mentioned. So this might not be enough. Okay. So magnesium. Um, yeah, let's start with the vitamin C. If you can get it in a powder form, try to buy the calcium ascorbate or any other ascorbate instead of the ascorbic acid so the ascorbic acid as the name says is really sour this is like the more conventional form of a vitamin c supplement and it causes diarrhea and kind of a bit of stomach uh, yeah issues like diarrhea um, at a certain dose but if you buy the calcium ascorbate this is way more friendly stomach friendly so to say so you can get way higher doses in yeah so i mean many of you may may have heard of um, vitamin c infusions or injections so this is to to kind of go around the stomach applying the vitamin C and getting vitamin C in high doses in. Yeah? So if you want to really use high dose vitamin C therapy for for whatever, for a flu or some other illness that that which this treatment would be beneficial for, then it's of course a problem to take high enough amounts through the stomach Yeah, if it makes you diarrhea at a certain point. So that's why we give it in a hospital setting, of course, usually as an infusion so that you can get really, really high amounts in. So the best we can do in a home setting yeah, without having to take the infusion, because, of course, you also need this every day. Yeah, vitamin C is water soluble. Yeah, so it's not uh, of any use to take a big infusion once a week or something. You need a good dose of vitamin C every day and it's best to spread out the dose over the day. So you would, for example, take 400 milligrams in the morning and then 400 with lunch and then another 400 um actually 4000 sorry you could take up to 4000 in the morning 4000 with lunch and 4000 in the evening yeah so this adds up to 12000 milligram to 12 grams this is kind of the bowel tolerance dose that many adults have don't take this the first day always start with less yeah you could start with a thousand milligram the first day and then kind of slowly ramp up the dose yeah maybe you can take uh, a thousand in the morning then thousand midday and thousand for dinner and then kind of ramp up the dose every day to see uh yeah un until it works basically yeah? you can also maybe take it by the hour in a kind of a thousand and then after an hour another thousand milligram after another hour another thousand milligram and just take this until the allergy symptoms stop yeah then you know more or less the daily dose you need to take of the vitamin c um, that stops your allergy symptoms yeah so always start with a low dose i just mentioned kind of the average maximum dose that many adults can tolerate but that doesn't mean that you can tolerate them if you take them right away it's always good to go in little steps and to 
let your body get used to it slowly so you know if you have any side effects or anything i mean the worst that can happen with vitamin c is actually a little bit of diarrhea and that's usually it yeah but just be careful and then you can combine this with the magnesium you would do it in the same way you know you can take your whatever 300 milligrams or one capsule so with the magnesium a max kind of average maximum bowel tolerance dose for an adult is maybe 1200 milligrams more or less of a type of magnesium that is well tolerated so don't take the magnesium oxide or this is the worst yeah this is like a very stool loosening magnesium and then the magnesium citrate is a bit better but actually what i use most of the time is the magnesium glycinate or yeah any other kind of chelated magnesium this means the magnesium is bound to an amino acid yeah so magnesium glycinate just remember this one this would be a good well tolerated form and if you go step by step and increase it slowly you might be able to get up to 1200 milligram a day yeah so don't think 300 milligrams is enough definitely you need a little bit more so in that range more or less and combine it with the vitamin c combine it with the b6 so of the B6, maybe you could also kind of start with the 50 milligrams, but yeah, maybe you need 100 milligrams, 150, 200 milligrams. So that's kind of roughly the ballpark, I would say. And then a combination of these, you know, maybe you find, hopefully you find that you need less, you know, a combination of whatever, a uh, couple of, uh, yeah, 5,000, 6,000 milligram of vitamin C and maybe 600 milligram of magnesium or whatever. You kind of find out your ideal combination of these. Maybe it's a bit less than those kind of maximum doses that I uh, just mentioned. But in general, I see people using too little. So, um, yeah, the dose on the bottle is not the real dose. Yeah, it depends what is your intention. Of course, you have to know it's safe. Of course, it's best to talk to a practitioner about this. If you need guidance, really step by step, you know, you can reach me. You can read out, reach out to me for health consultations. You can have a look at my website. It's herbalhelp.net. And there's a contact form or write me directly to my email tamara at herbalhelp.net and we can get in touch i can give you the information and um, yeah we can do this in a proper setting and look at your individual situation and then of course adjust the doses to your situation and what would work best for you yeah so if you need guidance for any health problems of course not only for allergies <laughs> so this goes for basically yeah any chronic situation or any health imbalance uh, that you might have then just reach out to me and you can always have a free call so i think i'm going to post in the description of this episode i'm just going to post directly the link to my calendar where you can book a free call with me and we can talk for yeah whatever time we need but 20 minutes usually just to do a little check-in you can answer your you can get your questions answered yeah we can just see if we're a good fit for for each other or i can just tell you how how this would work with the health health consultation yeah and uh, yeah so if you want to book a free call with me just go to the link in the description of this episode okay back to our hay fever so let's come to some actual herbs so we had the nettle we had a couple of supplements this can be a good combination that works uh, also usually some fat-based fat-soluble vitamins like the vitamin a and e and some omega-3 would be good overall to just lower the inflammation also some vitamin d 
uh, to lower inflammation in the body so you should always find out are you low in any of these how is how are your vitamin d levels is there anything that can be done to improve them this would also all be beneficial to help with the hay fever symptoms yeah but the more really like short-term fast acting things is the quercetin or the the fresh nettles as fresh as possible or freeze-dried and the magnesium vitamin c b6 these are all things that work pretty fast yeah we have also a couple of chinese remedies of course actually there's a pretty famous formula that is well targeted to runny nose and hay fever it's called um bian pian and it contains an herb it's called kang erzi uh, I can write this down in the description also. Yeah, so this combination is also pretty successful in treating allergies. And also there's usually a dose that works. I mean, sometimes these Chinese remedies are a bit more harder to to get for some people. So maybe you need some help sourcing them. Um, I just want to mention this. Also, of course, astragalus. Yeah, talking about Chinese herbs. Uh, astragalus is a very well-known immune herb. And it's actually almost a minor adaptogen, so it strengthens the immune system and also the whole body. It's very nourishing, very mild, can be given to children. I guess you heard me a lot of times talking about astragalus. I really like it. It tastes good. That's a great advantage. <laughs> so you could easily make a decoction, make a, um, a soup or something like a soup base out of the root. So you boil the root or you add it to a soup or something and then you get the heart pieces of the root out out of the liquid and use the liquid just to make your soup or make your rice or whatever so you can it's easy to give to children you can use it as a base for a smoothie or something it has actually a mildly sweet and pleasant tasting um, yeah flavor overall so it's not one of those chinese very bitter uh, herbs so that's an advantage and yeah, some Ayurvedic remedies. Let me think. We have Guduchi. Guduchi is really great as an immune tonic. So this would actually work um, short term and also long term. Yeah, you could just take a couple of grams of Guduchi every day. And I'm sure within a year you would be well prepared for the next hay fever season if you take this herb every day as an immune tonic. Also, the astragalus would usually take a bit to work. Yeah, this is also a bit more long term long yeah uh, slow acting treatment the guduchi if you take enough if you take 10 to 15 grams a day you could get an immediate effect that improves you know if you take this the first day then the second you get a mild benefit and maybe the benefit would hopefully grow every day and you would get your symptoms under control but if you take like a smaller amount during the whole year this would also work really well then we have of the Western herbs, we have, of course, elecampane. So Inula helenium. Uh, this is a root also. It's, it's the, the root is the part that is used. And this tells you already you have to make a decoction because it's a root to really extract all the, the good stuff. Uh, it doesn't taste very good, I must admit. So I don't like it that much, but it's okay. It helps. <laughs> it helps very well for especially a runny nose. So it can actually stop a runny nose within minutes. So um, yeah, that's an advantage of Alicampane. It also strengthens the lungs and the lungs all, yeah, all in many cases get involved into the situation of hay fever. So it's also good as a, a lung herb. That's how many of us maybe know this in classic Western herbalism. But yeah, it's also beneficial in this hay fever situation. 
Okay, and then we also have some, yeah, more like cooling respiratory teas. So um, inflammation is usually involved, yeah, all the kind of uh, redness and itching. And so there is some inflammation that we would want to cool down in in hay fever symptoms. So this could be done in Chinese medicine. They would use chrysanthemum. It's a nice pretty flower that you can make a pretty good tasting tea out of. So that's an advantage. So chrysanthemum is very cooling. Normally cooling herbs have more this downward moving action, but chrysanthemum actually has this upward cooling action, which is good because the heat is in the head. Yeah, so we have this respiratory tract symptoms of course more in the head so chrysanthemum has this cooling action of uh, western herbs that would work similar is actually elderflower also very cooling and a nice respiratory herb strengthens the immune system has this cooling action and then also honeysuckle honeysuckle could be used as well and also with all of these i mean they are pretty mild and all of them are great tasting amazing teas but you would have to make a certain strength yeah so maybe 20 grams up to 30 grams um, I mean start with less yeah start with 10 grams and see if that helps and if not you can uh, slowly increase the dose up to a dose that would actually help you yeah then we can also look at astringent herbs yeah because I mean we have the runny nose and the watery eyes so if we just tighten up our tissues and have this astringent action uh, on our tissues then the runny nose and the watery eyes and all this would stop so we can use turmeric for that turmeric is a bit astringent and of course of course also immune uh, boosting and very anti-inflammatory i mean this is one of the best things you can take curcumin in capsules this would also have the anti-inflammatory effect not so much the astringency so this is actually the big difference of course curcumin is only one component of the turmeric yeah so turmeric or Curcuma, uh, turmeric is the whole root of the plant, it's the actual plant, and curcumin is the extracted supplements. It's one of the components extracted, but we know it is definitely one of the components that is very highly anti-inflammatory. And if you have this extracted in capsules, of course, you can take away higher dose. This is the benefit of the curcumin in capsule form. But the benefit of the turmeric, of the whole ground up and dried plant of this yellow powder that is used a lot in Indian cooking maybe you have it in your kitchen but this little container with 20 grams is not going to last uh, very long yeah? so you also have to buy this uh, a nice fresh good organic quality by the pound to get an actual effect yeah you need it by the tablespoon yeah you can start with one heaping tablespoon and just look up one of those recipes of the golden milk Uh, then it tastes actually pretty good, you know, uh, mix it up with some plant milk, you can heat it up. You don't have to, you know, there's a lot of information, ah, you have to take the curcuma uh, cooked and with some fat and with some black pepper. Yeah, this all helps the absorption, but it's not that it doesn't work at all if you don't do all these steps. Yeah, if you would just put the turmeric uh, in water and get it down it would also help but if you want to make a nice drink and add a little fat if the for in the form of some plant milk add a little black pepper if you want to to increase the absorption maybe heat up the whole thing that's nice is if you have the time do it add some sweetener it's actually a really nice beverage it's really nice and warming and it has so many other benefits i mean you really get the anti-cancer benefits 
and of course yeah anti-inflammatory benefits for the whole body for the cardiovascular system it has so many benefits yeah so turmeric whole turmeric the ground up powder is always a good choice yeah it's always a good yeah a good remedy and just try it i mean take a tablespoon or two tablespoons and just see what happens within 20 minutes your hay fever symptoms should be less yeah if not take more <laughs> yeah you guessed it okay then we have of course also ways to sometimes um, the mucus is not hot but cold yeah so we can also have the more cold and stuck mucus type of symptoms that you get congested in the head and it kind of hurts and everything feels stuck yeah this is the more kind of sticky cold mucus that we actually have to warm up to get it out yeah so before we were talking about some cooling remedies in case you feel more this inflammation and a hot head and inflammatory symptoms but it could it can also help a lot to get the mucus out by warming it up because the warmth actually liquefies the mucus and it gets out and yeah this is of course what we want and what brings the relief in this case so we can use black pepper black pepper is very heating and drying so it would warm up the mucus so that it can liquefy and then dry it up perfect yeah so any of these combinations like if you make a nice warming chai tea with some ginger ginger is also warming and a bit drying uh, the black pepper is a lot more drying and also very warming um, you can add some cinnamon and some of these typical chai spices to make a nice warming tea and see if that helps your hay fever symptoms if you get rid of the stuck mucus for example then also we have um, pipali pipali is a form of ayurvedic pepper so it's not the typical round little black peppercorns but it is this more long form of pepper yeah it's really like uh, two three centimeters long and this is not so drying it's actually way milder than the black pepper so if the black pepper is a bit strong for you i mean i would always in recommend in ayurveda this is how they use the black peppercorns they boil them in milk yeah they crush the peppercorns a bit so you could use like 10 pepper peppercorns crush them a little bit and boil them in milk make it a coction in milk or maybe in water and then add some milk later if you prefer that this could be also plant-based milk it's just to kind of enrobe a bit uh, the heat and kind of cool down the heat with the fat in the milk and the more cooling um, uh, energetics of the milk and to just get it down more easily. But the pipali, this other kind of Ayurvedic long pepper, is milder. It's not so drying, but it can also be very beneficial. So both both those peppers are immune stimulant. Uh, the pipali is half detoxing, half building. Um, so it's not so drying and detoxing as the black pepper. So both would help. Then there's also cubeb berry which is also a pepper or it's used in yeah it's used in this way as we use pepper and it's it's, it's way more aromatic than black pepper it's very immune stimulant it also supports the adrenals uh, it's a good flu remedy so you see I mean actually we mentioned quite a lot of cold and flu remedies yeah the elecambane you can use in a cold and flu uh, the chrysanthemum and the, the elder flower and the honeysuckle so these are all pretty famous cold and flu remedies that also work in other situations but of course we have something similar going on yeah we have the mucus and the runny nose and all that so um yeah many of these remedies are also very good cold and flu rem remedies especially also this cubeb berry so you can just grind this put it in your food of course encapsulate it if you don't like the taste 
boil it in milk this would be a good way to get it in and yeah we talked about the ginger as a, another warming um yeah for circulation to warm up the mucus liquefy the mucus the turmeric in the astringent category i mean any astringent herb actually that you could think of i, I just remember shizandra berry this is also more from chinese medicine the five flavor berry shizandra would also be really good i use this also a lot uh, with post nasal drip yeah some people have this allergies kind of ongoingly and it's maybe not even related to hay fever but to some other environmental factors or dust in their homes or whatever and they have this constant post nasal drip and it is in a sense an allergic reaction and it definitely helps the astringency of this shizandra berry and of course shizandra is much more than just a plain astringent it is also an adaptogen it also regulates our immune system so um yeah help helps the adrenals and helps the stress response and everything so shizandra berry at a certain dose also kind of start with a teaspoon and work your way up until you find the dose that works yeah then we have also boswellia boswellia gum it's actually a tree sap so this is also used a lot in ayurvedic medicine Uh, it's from India, from trees in India. And we get this now a lot also as a supplement. So it's easy to find in capsule form. So Boswellia is a great anti-inflammatory also. And could work also really well for this situation of hay fever. And yeah, I think we covered a lot of ground. Huh? So let me just see. Ah, we also have the, of course, our medicinal mushrooms. Yeah, this is also something many people use for hay fever symptoms or any allergies, anything immune related. Yeah, so any immune tonic would, of course, be really beneficial. So now we come into the more, uh, these would be more the long term remedies. Yeah, so some of them we already mentioned, you know, you can use guduchi in this more long term way. You can use the medicinal mushrooms, reishi or cordyceps. Um, yeah, also, I think these would be better to use them long term. So don't start using them in spring when you already have the symptoms. Of course, this would be also beneficial. You can use this additionally. Uh, but yeah, they really kick in if you use them more long term, I would say. And um, yeah, working on the digestion in general. No? This is like the underlying cause to just improve the digestion and we talked about some of the remedies now you can use the ginger and those warming digestive herbs and just really find out what's wrong yeah what what could you improve with your diet and nutrient absorption to build vitality yeah to build the ogres like ayurveda says and yeah to restore the boundaries this is just uh, yeah it's it's all comes down to this on this physical level is what does the body let in was what does the body recognize as an invader and what isn't and of course pollen from a tree, tree in the end is not uh, the worst invader that has to be fought by your body but your body your immune system should be cool about it and um, yeah but if the immune system is always ramped up and in this misguided place then it gets tricky and the whole situation begins and causes a lot of trouble okay so yeah i think it was a lot of information i always get the feedback oh i love your podcast but i have to take notes all the time <laughs> i have to sit there really concentrated and write down everything so yeah it's actually a really nice feedback yeah 
thank you to all of you also um, who contacted me for health consultations. As I said, just write me an email. So this is the best way to book your consultation. Just get in touch with me or set up your free call. I will post the link directly in the description so you can just book through my calendar. Uh, a short call where we can kind of find out what's the best way to work with each other and just don't be uh, confused by my by my calendar i live in europe so you see some am times that maybe don't make sense to your time zone but i have a couple of hours here in the afternoon that for people in the us would be in the morning so yeah there should be some time that is convenient for you and yeah then we can talk about it and i would love to help you to really treat the root cause and to help you improve your health and get better. And I also have the coffee account. So this is where you can just buy me a coffee as a thank you for the podcast. This is highly appreciated, of course. You can also sign up for the membership for the monthly recurring little donation and you get access to my herbal videos that I make almost every week for you. And yeah, I just post videos about certain remedies, how to take them. I take you into my kitchen or into my garden to show you some plants and remedies and how to use them. So this is this little extra exclusive video content that you get through the coffee link also in the description. So yeah, I hope to see you there. I hope you come back to the next episode. I hope you recommend this podcast to a friend. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.